going on with our shellfish around here? Well, shellfish beds are closed again. Right now, it's because of paralytic shellfish poisoning we've been hearing. And a lot of people don't understand what some of these different things are. Paralytic shellfish poisoning doesn't have anything to do with bacterial contamination from water pollution and certainly not from dairy farming, but I think people misunderstand this because of the the talk that's gone on about this and the accusations that have been thrown around. In fact, even down in court uh, in uh, Tumwater earlier this week, I was down there for the concentrated animal feeding operation uh, permit uh, appeal hearing, you know, all very technical stuff, but that was thrown out there again. The uh, the anti-farm activists were down there saying, all the shellfish beds are closed. And this proves that dairies are to blame. Well, uh, we've been asking all along, well, what's the science that proves if there is uh, bacterial issues with shellfish? And it has been in, in the past, fecal coliform being the issue. And again, right now the issue is not fecal coliform. It's paralytic shellfish poisoning, something totally different. It's a natural process, has nothing to do with water pollution. Uh, but uh, joining us right now, uh, State Representative Vincent Bies with us on the program on the phone here this morning. Um, b- bacterial contamination has been a concern in the past. Uh, shellfish beds have been closed because of that in the past. And the, the, the question the whole time has been, well, where is this bacterial contamination, when it, if and when it does happen, where is it coming from? And so people have said, well, look at the DNA. What's the DNA in this in this stuff? And, and it's it's super complicated once you get to that point. Um, but that that's the research that you're looking at uh, funding uh, the, the continuation of, of looking at this DNA, right? Explain what's going on with this. Well, good morning, Dylan. Thanks for having me on. And you're, you're right. Um, what we're dealing with right now in Whatcom County is totally different from any issue that the dairymen and the, the tribes have been talking together about. And what we did this last legislative session was look at providing funding to our local farmers to continue some of the research that uh, specifically Ken Ustra out at uh, Exact Scientific has been working on, and that's collecting a database of kind of the DNA of the cows here in Whatcom County. And with that completed DNA, we can then go into various streams and rivers and, and such throughout the county and pull out samples of water and test that fecal coliform if there's any fecal coliform there and see if it matches any of the trace identifiers for some of our local cows. And with that information, then we can say, okay, well, rather than just saying farmers are causing an issue, we can say, well, is it a particular farmer or is it even farm? And so that's what we're really looking to do is uh, provide that data. So once and for all, we can say, where's this problem coming from? Is it septics? Is it uh, domestic pets? You know, your your dog, your cats yeah. that are out there? Is yep. it waterfowl? And we can really take a look at it from a, a better, more scientific standpoint saying, and, and fine tune, where is this coming from? And then we can actually address the problem rather than kind of taking this whole universal approach where it's coming from farms. So therefore every farm has to be cranked down on Right. We can say, look, is there a particular farm that's having an issue? Let's let's address that while not putting a burden on the, the good farmers that are, are acting in good faith and trying to do a good job. And I should, uh, by the way, uh, thank our sponsors, uh, Western, uh, Laurel Farm and Western Supply, um, as well as Farmers Equipment Company and McAvoy Oil Company sponsoring us, being able to even talk about this kind of stuff here on the program. A while back here on the Farming Show... 
And I don't know if I mentioned, I'm Dylan Honkoop, by the way. I used to be daily on KGMI. Now I just do the farming show here on the weekends. Um, a while back on the farming show, we had Ken Ostron, uh, and we and we talked about all of this and and the DNA science and, and his work with Exec Scientific and and this study in particular. And they had started a pilot project on Scott Ditch, and they were starting to find out some things. But really, I mean, it was it was an uphill battle as far as collecting enough data. And he, I mean, a big part of it is there's just so much data. DNA is so complex. There's so much information that they were having a whole like computer side of this, of just having enough computer storage space servers uh, to store all the data and be able to compute all this stuff and compare different DNA strands just because they're so complex. A fascinating program for, for people who may have caught that uh, and, and recall some of that. There's so much to it. But, but a part of this was being able to fund it because it's uh, with, with how complex it is it's also very expensive and the question i remember at that time is well they had some money f to start it to start a pilot project but to really get some big answers and this is not just about dairy manure i mean this is answers about a lot of things in our water they were going to need some more funding and so that's been an issue that you've been involved with right if i understand uh representative Bice. Yeah, that's right. So in our, our recent operating budget, uh, we initially had about $250,000 that we set aside for uh, projects both on the east side and the west side of the state to specifically look at uh, DNA tracing of the fecal coliform. And it, it had a couple hiccups, at least with regards to the, on the west side, getting the money here to um, to, to the Washington County Conservation District and then out to, to exact scientific to do the research. In that, when it went, they had to create this RFP, the request for proposal process, so they're not just handing out money to random people. Right. Well, in the process of creating the RFP, you know, the, basically, this is the structure for how the money is going to go out. The the technique that they used specifically exempted Whatcom County in our process from being eligible to apply for this grant. Why? And so, <laughs> because well, what Ken is doing is groundbreaking. There's hardly anyone well, exactly. across the country who has done this. Why wouldn't we want that? And it was a little controversial, and obviously our, our local people were very, very upset, but there was an individual on the uh, kind of the one writing how the grant proposals need to be structured who came up with his own technique. He was a, a scientist, and he came up with his own technique. So, you know, accordingly, the technique that they were going to use was his technique oh, and not the technique so that had, we were using up here. He had at least somewhat of a vested interest or at least a buy. This person that was in charge of or involved with approving who got the money actually had his own interest in, in which technique was used for the study. Exactly. Oh. And, it, and it specifically precluded then Whatcom County from being eligible. <laughs> and then hence when we went into the RFP to actually request the grant money, we weren't able to get that because the process didn't match the one that. So that was that was very very frustrating. So I called up conservation district, um, quite upset with them, and they they came back and said, well, hey, we understand you're upset. We we recognize that. Uh, we've got money in another account, and so we will work on getting that out. So I just talked with the conservation district yesterday. I was on a meeting down in Lacey, and uh, they they've received the new uh, grant money or the grant proposal from the Whatcom Conservation District. And I really got a shout out to Nicole's been great uh, at the Conservation District, really working with our local farm community and working with Exact Scientific to get these grant proposals uh, in the correct form so that they can get the money. 
So that that grant proposal is uh, being submitted again for these the shellfish dollars, and it's looking like that should be coming back. So we could be looking about two hundred two hundred fifty thousand dollars coming back to the county to actually implement um, finalize the the data collection and then begin to actually start looking at where the these fecal coliform are coming from. More data, more science. This is this is good. This is what we need. We need to get to the bottom of this. We need to know the truth, not just what one side or the other wants to be said. We need to get down to the truth with, with what's going on with our water and water quality here in our community. Again, State Representative uh, for the 42nd District, Republican Vincent Buys from Linden, uh, talking with us here on the program about this, this whole situation about... The they said that they would be able to fund this at the state level, and then things got tweaked, and then suddenly the project that this was intended uh, to be set up for suddenly wasn't eligible because of somebody with a vested interest on some obscure approval board. It, doesn't this just exemplify uh, a lot of what's wrong with Washington state politics right now and and the bureaucracy, the, the machine, and, and how it has so many problems in really doing the right thing? Well, exactly. And that's why it gets so difficult to actually get problems solved, because in, in some regards, I would say government has a vested interest in making sure the problem doesn't get solved, because then there's always new money, <laughs> new grant dollars that can be put out yeah. in order to continue to study the problem rather than actually solve it and get it off the books once and for all. So frustrating. Um, say, recently we talked with you, I think the last time we had you here on the program, we were talking about water uh, down in Skagit County. What, what's going on with that? I know they got kind of left out in the cold down in Skagit when the quote-unquote Hearst fix was dealt with, where Skagit County was somehow, out of all the other counties in the state, exempted. What's the latest in that whole process to get some relief for those folks in, in Skagit County? Well, you're right. And that was very, very frustrating that we weren't able to even even talk about Skagit, really, in the Hearst fix. And so we were able to, in one of the budgets, I think it was a capital budget, allocate $2.5 million into Skagit County specifically to start looking at how do we get everybody to the table and come to an agreement on how we mitigate this issue here. Uh, when we're looking at, uh, there's a report that H2, uh, 2HC, I think it is, uh, they're one of the RH2, RH2 is the, the consulting company that they just did in, mm. I think, the 2016, looking at the impact of what they're concerned about with the 450 homes in Skagit that all of a sudden had the water turned off. And it is it is so absolutely ridiculous, the minuscule amount. It's it's less than an acre foot of water annually that they're saying needs to be replaced in that watershed. Well, an acre feet of water is approximately two seconds of the Skagit River flowing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right now, granted, we're we're in spring, and and so you know, so you figure two seconds of the nook of the Skagit River flowing right now, that amount of water would completely eliminate, you know, take care of the problem in Skagit. That's so, enough enough water to deal with those folks for the course of a, an entire year. Correct. So correct. let's just think about that for a second. The Skagit River is flowing as we speak. Perhaps some people are driving across the Skagit River or looking at the Skagit River right now listening to us. Let's give a count of two seconds. 1,001, 1,002. Okay, enough water has gone by if you were staring at the river for that amount to deal with this whole situation in that amount of time as we as we broadcast live here on the radio. It's yeah. insane. And, and that's, that kind of puts in perspective a little bit of, of the issue that not only that we're dealing with in the Hearst, because they can't measure the impact from the, the residential use in Hearst, and they can't measure the re actual, you know, the 
the assumed impact in, in Skagit. So we are starting in two weeks on the 25th. We're having our first kind of work group with a uh, number of legislators and some of the local entities to start talking about how do we get people back to the table and uh, really address this once and for all. So looking forward to, to that starting and hopefully we can get some, um, some, some quick results because people have been waiting for even longer than we were waiting on Hearst. Interesting with the whole Hearst situation. By the way, it wasn't just Eric Hearst, even though the case is named after him just because alphabetically he was the first one listed among several other local activists who were who brought that whole case in the first place that caused all that turmoil. And I've talked at length on this program and others about the ulterior motives that go into that. Eric Hearst is is back out um, talking publicly again about more ideas. And, and uh, this is especially for people in agriculture. You know, at the time, the Hearst issue was so much more about uh, residential use, uh, the, the, the residential quote-unquote exempt wells. It wasn't about livestock or, or irrigation and things like that. But that's what Eric Hurst is talking about again now. And as he frames it, ag, agriculture, farming is the real problem in Whatcom County that needs to be dealt with. Farming is the real culprit as far as water use. Um, so it, it would pay for, and, and I'm not even going to weigh in one way or the other. I, I have some things to say about his arguments, but we won't go there today. But I, it would, it would behoove you to pay attention to what's going on and the things that are being said, the claims are, that are being made, uh, cause, uh, the truth needs to be upheld. And, and I know there are some big questions there if, if the facts are being abused for, for political ends there. State Representative Vincent Buys, uh, on the program with us here on the farming show on KGMI News Talk 790. I understand that, uh, you're going to be singing the, uh, the, a lot of people know you for singing the national anthem at a lot of different events, including at the fair. And I, I understand there's another event. You're going to be singing this afternoon, singing the national anthem. Well, there is. And, you know, part of agriculture in Whatcom County is our timber industry. We don't yeah. think about it as often because we don't drive past the, like we do the raspberry fields. But, farming trees. Uh, farming trees is, is a huge industry, and it's vitally important to our economy. And uh, this weekend is our dimming log show. So if you haven't ever been, make sure you get out there. And like you said, I'll be doing the national anthem at 1 o'clock sharp to start the show off. Now, do you, you've done the anthem so many times at so many events. Do you still get nervous to do it? Oh, yeah. You always get nervous. you got, you got to have that a little bit to have that the right mindset and energy and kind of your game face on? I, I think so, because you, you want to make sure you, you don't screw it up, and there's always that opportunity and that possibility if you... Yeah, uh, now, now, wing it. now, now everybody has a, a, a smartphone, right? So you, you very likely are on video if you do screw it up. You don't want to end up on YouTube. Well, yeah, and you especially don't want to end up having the Roseanne Barr style uh, <laughs> national anthem thingy. So well, please don't I do that. I steer away from that. I, I try to keep it, you know, true to its original intent and uh, chord structure. Yeah. <laughs> How many people have screwed up the words to the national anthem and ended up being a, a viral video hit because of it? Also, it's I'm trying a, not to be that person. Yeah, don't be that person. It's also a really tough song to sing. Huge range. So good on you for doing that, and uh, and definitely want to encourage people to get out to the Deming Logging Show happening this weekend. Vincent Buys, thank you for your time on the program this morning and, and your good work down in Olympia as well. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Dylan.